Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Single Chronicles. I'm your girl, R.S. Lewis, a.k.a. Insomniac Writer. And today, we are talking about looking inward and dealing and projection and all that shit. And why today's episode is actually a reflection and a confession. So I'm going to try to keep today's episode brief. I know the last two went way over 30 minutes. Like, they was... I had literally over an hour of footage to edit, and I'm not going to do that to y'all again. So if you're new here, make sure you like, comment, uh, subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on your favorite podcast streaming service, be sure to heart, favorite, or save this podcast, save this show so that you can be notified of future episodes and stuff. And again, share. (laughs) For everyone else, welcome to The Single Chronicles. okay guys so again confession time for yours truly as well as reflection so again i'm not going to keep this super long if i can help it because i need to stop going over my studio time on top of it um, today is looking at looking inward. And today we're talking about looking inward and how that ties into why your relationships and your endeavors seem to fail or flop. So there's a reason for that. There's a reason for a lot of things that happen in your life. And I'm just going to start with the basics of why that is. First and foremost, humans, we, um, are, chemically and organic based organisms we're not little mitochondria and this i'm taking y'all back to science class we are chemically based and organic organisms so when you think about things and i'm gonna take weight and health for example those things happen on a chemical organic level but they also tie in and happen on a mental level. And I don't want to just jump into where I'm going with this. And I kind of jumped in the middle here because I had so many thoughts about this. We can't make change happen at all, all at once. We got to start somewhere. I choose personally, I chose personally to make that change on a chemical, organic, physical level. And at first, I tried to do it on a mental, emotional level. Like, yeah, I'm going to be seeing, I'm going to do this, 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 I'm healing. You know, I'm listening to certain music. Yeah, I'm a bad bitch. I'm feeling myself. Like, I was telling myself that I was changed and I was a different person. But then I realized that I kept falling into the same situational dilemmas when it came to dating, friends, endeavors, or whatever. And it wasn't because of them, per se, you know, it was me. And again, it came down to the change on an organic and chemical level. Now, you got to ask yourself, are you happy? Are you depressed? And when I say depressed, I suffered from depression. Every now and again, it tries to creep up in me and like, hey, bitch, what you doing? But honestly, when I look at it and I tell myself, "I'm, I'm, I'm not depressed. This is not anxiety. This is a habit. This is this is a, a familiarity that I had creeping back up. This is the 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 mirror image of this person 
the residual self that I used to be looking back at me. And and it's kind of like when people get over alcoholism or drug, you see a reminder of that. And because you're still in the process of healing or kicking the habit, you, you kind of gravitate towards that or you try to pull away from it either or. So back to this. <coughs> Excuse me. Recently, and not recently, but like the other day, someone deemed was like, yeah, I love your content, but it seems like you go in on the men. And there was someone else that said, there was, now it's only like a few people that said that. And I asked other guys, other listeners, and I'm going to leave a poll. Do you think that this podcast bashes men? And in the beginning of it, it did, because that was where my general interest in a partner lie. Like, that was like what I was attracted to. Like, I'm, I was always attracted to men and women, but the last relationship that I had been in was with a man. So naturally, that's where my embittered heart was at. That's where the attention, that was the whole thing about what this podcast started from. It started from a place of me just being, making, poking fun at, and it was satirical because I would post memes mostly. It was all about the memes that identified or, 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 or portrayed what I was feeling in terms of dating, in terms of being in relationships and yada, 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 the shit that we as women go through. I can't comment on the shit that what men go through. Now, there are some you know, vast similarities that both genders, sexes, or whatever deal with in the dating realm or whatever. But for the most part, I can only tell you what I'm experiencing as a female in relation to being with men. Now, there are times where I talk about my situations with being with women, but that's not the basis of how this whole podcast started. I'm not, and I haven't really had any major problems with the women that I've been with, save for the reasons why I selected them at the time. Again, all of my relationships, and this is not to victim shame or blame or whatever, all my relationships were the were the result of me choosing them. Now, there are people that try their hardest to get into my graces, to get into my, you know, circle and get my attention and like my daughter's father tried everything, get my attention, he was doing it, coming over, doing this, and blah, blah, blah. got the game, we got this, we did this, we, we did what then we had a period where I got pregnant and he ghosted me. And I was like, now I gotta deal with this shit. So there are people like that. But again, because I didn't know what traumas and triggers and things that I was dealing with at the time, I didn't know that they were there. I couldn't see him a mile away. It's not until you deal with pain. It's not until you deal with hurt and bullshit that that you can see the bullshit coming at you a mile away. So anyway, back to this. You know, when I had spoke to, you know, and like I said, out of all of the listeners, literally only three people have ever said this. Three guys. So no other guy. And I've asked others that I know, male listeners, can you tell me, you know, does this feel like, do you feel some type of way about some of the shit that I say on my thing? And they're like, no, because you, now these, now the people that I did say something to literally have not missed that an episode. So, okay, now you can see where I'm coming from. So the one person that I asked out of the three, I said, did you, did you get that when I was talking about the parents, the toxic parents? Did you listen to that episode? What did you, they were like, no. So then I said, well, what about, you know, when I talked about the things that guys don't like, and this wasn't on the podcast, this was an old YouTube episode. Oh no, I didn't see that one. 
So you basing your you're taking out of context what I say about men based off of only the episodes when I talk about men to say that I don't like men. Got you. So then the next person I asked, I said, well, like I said, it was a three. I said, well, I already knew that they didn't listen to barely any. So I was like, you're only going by a few things that I post on my on Instagram. So if you're trying to divulge how I see the opposite gender, the opposite sex based off of shit I posted on Instagram or anything for that matter, then yeah, you really don't know me as a person. I post a lot of stupid shit on Instagram. Sometimes I post stuff that I don't outright agree with. Then like, because even if you look at my Instagram, you would like you would ask yourself, is she liberal or is she conservative? Because you'll post something that's pro-gun, but then you turn around and post something that's pro-choice. So what is it? I'm a free thinker. I believe in what I believe in. And I don't need a whole group of people collectively to tell me how to fucking believe. But that's just me. Anyway, going back to this. So I looked at, I had to go back and look. And like I said, there were some episodes where because emotionally what I was dealing with at the time when I recorded it, I might have been feeling some more so feeling some type of way. So I have a, you know, like it was one episode where I talked about being ghosted. Now, I never really said, you know, all men, all men. I said how I felt about the situation based off of that person. Do all men ghost? No. I even said that I ghosted people in the past and why people tend to do. I list basically listed all the reasons why you get ghosted by somebody. So and that was where I let it at. I didn't say anything particularly about men or women. I just pretty much just put why a person ghosts you. And then I tied in my own personal experiences because a guy had ghosted me. So going, and I'm going to point out this particular situation later um, and how it relates to this. But, you know, I started, like, look, like I said, I have to look inward. And I had to really dig deep onto how this show, how the podcast, how it started from just me recording and editing videos on YouTube to me doing the podcast and this back back on YouTube again, even though I don't really do the, the fancy edits like I used to do when I was like, I think season three or four, I started trying to play with the green screen. So now I just use that for like movie trailers and stuff like that. But anyway, that being said, when I started to look back at how the show transitioned and how the show kind of like, it started out with me again, the very first technical episode of the Single Chronicles podcast, the Single Chronicles was Instagram stories, me posting relatable stuff about relationships, situationships, dating, sex, all the stuff that relates to being with another human being in some capacity. Um, it started on my stories. That's how it started. Me just posting shit that I thought was funny and how I related to it. I Sometimes I would put a little text comment on it. Other times I wouldn't. I would just put the actual fucking meme or whatever. It most, and like I said, it was all repost. I rarely ever posted something, um, created a meme. Like every now and again I did, or I might make something. But for the most part, it was just shit that I just saw on And I was like, oh, this is funny. Moving along. So as the show progressed and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this on YouTube, make YouTube videos and I'm going to go viral and be famous. Yay. That didn't happen. But I ended up putting it on YouTube and started editing, started talking about these things that I was feeling. That was me vocalizing it. So this is the first step of change and looking inward, vocalizing it. You ever, like when you ever like trying to do something and like, say you get, you got, you're playing sports. Like say if you play sports, you know, the coach will always tell you to visualize it, but you have to hear yourself say, I can do this. I'm going to do this. 
I'm gonna get the ball, the ball in the basket. I'm gonna get the puck in the goal. I'm gonna do something, and you see it, you visualize it, and sometimes you vocalize it. Sometimes we gotta hear it, we gotta see it, you know, and then and, and then we can actually believe it. And that's what I was doing, vocalizing my concerns, you know, talking about the things like my very first video. And this is ironic because when I put out, like maybe I think the third or fourth episode, I put out an episode um, on the Single Chronicles on YouTube. And I'm actually going to go there real, real, real fast because the crazy thing about it is I think my most watched Single Chronicles video, it was about the lies men tell. Mind you, I still did an episode about the lies that females tell, but the one about men was the most listened and watched on my YouTube channel. So I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this makes sense. So when it, 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 it was like, okay, so probably... You know, when people looked at like the things that I was talking about on the Single Chronicles, um, that's that was the thing that resonated with people. That was, that was the one that people watched the most. They didn't watch the stuff about me talking about the females, so they only watched the times when I talk about other men, and 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 that's what they run with. And I'm like, well, you can't say that I talk badly about men. And, and not women, but you're not watching or listening when I talk about women. So you got to make that make sense. And you can't blame it on an algorithm because it's out there. It's still out there. And I invite you, implore you to go listen and look. And somebody was like, well, you don't go as hard on the females as I do the men. Well, I do in some instances because there are episodes where right now we are kind we live in a patriarchal society we live in a world where misogyny exists and don't get me wrong there are things against the men but men over the years choose not to have not had their emotions and feelings validated so therefore they don't discuss and talk about them this is why men are less likely to talk about being assaulted or whatever or or, or molested because it is not something that they have been taught or learned to talk uh, talk about women we talk about it but even though we do in more instances, we get shamed for it. And when you think about all the shit that society has allowed our, you know, men to get away with per se and do, and this is not all men, just some, you know, now you have them clinging to that. And it's it's a lot of people are like that took that red pill, they're like, oh, wait a minute, you're you're talking bad. This, this is, you know, the anti-man. Feminist, blah, blah, blah. being a feminist is not anti-man. Not all of them. Now, some of them are. Just like you got some vegans that are just, whoa. <laughs> but back to this. Again, I was vocalizing my problems with men. I wasn't saying it, it was all men. This was just based off the men that I had encountered. First, you got to identify the issue and you got to vocalize it. That's what I did. I vocalized my problems with the men that I have dated. Was this the status quo for all men? No, because I know that there are men much like my grandpa. But even looking back, as I used to talk when I got older and would talk to other relatives and a family that knew him longer than I did, you know, they were older, he was a humdinger. But it was just that I had to learn this one thing. It doesn't matter how good of a person you are. If the person you're with doesn't want to be with you, there's no, it doesn't matter. 
that goes for girls. And we say it about guys because guys, oh, your girls cheat. Women cheat too. But the thing is, is that when you are with somebody, if you're with somebody or you want to be with somebody, you can't make them be with you. You can't make them reciprocate whatever it is you're feeling. And it's basically, it's like my grandma used to always say, look, if a man wants you, you're going to know. Your grandfather got on my damn nerves, would not leave me alone, but I had to tell him. Wasn't that I didn't find him handsome, I didn't find him funny or nice or any of these things, but he was a cut. He was not the lifestyle I was no longer. He, he was in that lifestyle I was no longer accustomed to. I was living for the Lord. He went to fornicate, do all this stuff, and I told him, "And ain't that I don't want you or don't like you because I do." But if you want me, this is how you're going to get me. And that's the t- same type of mindset I'm on. And ain't like, I get plenty of guys that say, oh, you're so beautiful, especially when I pull some thirst strip shit. But that's not how you're going to get me. I know different than any other female to show some, some a little bit of tits or whatever, or some skin. But that ain't the only way that's going to boo me. And when I feel that you have made that effort, that I'm like, hmm. Okay, you have my attention. But it's not going to happen. Moving along. So again, had to ask myself, once I started vocalizing my problems with the men that I have had or the men I encountered or whatever, I had to ask myself, all right, why is this happening? Why the hell do I keep meeting these fuckers? Like, what the hell? I see all these potentially nice people that could be single. Is it me? Why don't they like me? And I had to ask myself, it wasn't that they didn't like me. It wasn't that they didn't notice. It was what I was projecting. And this, very important. A lot of times people don't realize they're projecting something. Like I will post some shit. Lately, I've been posting stuff that resonates that are from other content creators, specifically from TikTok. Like there are a lot of TikTokers out there, men that I follow that preach things from a a very centered, non like impartial point of view. And they'll say the shit they call out, like myself, they'll call out the shit that women do and they call out the shit that men do. The problem is when you call people out on their shit is that if you're called, if I call out men, on their shit, it's going to come off as me being a feminazi. If a if a man calls a female out on her shit, he comes off as a misogynist and toxic masculinity and blah, 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 blah. That is not always the case. Sometimes we got to stop projecting. Sometimes we got to stop and listen and say, you know what? Maybe what they're saying is making sense. So that's why I stopped really posting shit like that. You know, or talking about it on my social media. I might I talk about it on my podcast, and that's it. Because this is where the most the the the, the very in tune, active, supportive listeners that listen to the show will. That's why they're like, yeah, I really don't believe that you do. So I was like, okay, I'm like, make sure I'm crazy because I like to be accountable on some things. Like I'm hold me accountable if I'm saying or doing something that's wrong. Just like in the fitness industry, there are things that I've learned since becoming certified and and working and, and studying from my other certifications to come that I learned that even when I thought I was being healthy, were totally bullshit as wrong. That's how you learn. You have to learn how to you have to receive it. But see, in order to receive the news or, or, or the guidance or the healing or the change, you got to identify it. That's why when I ask people, 
okay, you're saying this, but can you explain? Because from my point of view, it doesn't feel wrong. So if you say, and this is why I like to get objective opinions from other people, please let me know what it is I can do, what it is that you might feel that you don't like, even with my Zumba classes. Well, because I asked, and I mostly will go and DM or text people like, hey, you came to my class a couple times, never came back. Well, did you like the class? What was it? Is it something I can do to get you back? Blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times I say, well, girl, I'm broke, or I've been working, or I've been busy, or, you know, it's not for me. Now, I get some people to say, oh, you know, I think the class, like, they may have some critiques, in it, and I've actually made those changes, you know. Then there are other people that say, oh, well, I don't really like the twerking thing. I like the just the Zumba thing, or vice versa. So I'm like, all right, cool. And this, this is how you improve. This is how you grow. This is how you change. Going back to this, I had to stop looking back. Like, you know what I mean? I would look back at why shit went bad or why shit didn't work out with whatever it is, relationships, work endeavors. I had to stop looking back. Yeah, you can look for a quick second, like, and, you know, write down keynotes. Okay, this is where I went wrong. But you got to stop dwelling there. I, You can't progress forward if you're constantly looking like, hold up. You're looking back all the time. You know, like, yeah, glance back to see where you came from and how you can improve and do better. But keep looking forward. Keep your eyes on the fucking prize. Because if your eyes ain't on the prize, where the fuck they going to be at? Okay. So stop looking back. Now, again, back to dealing and digging. I... And this is me, people, that I'm talking about me. This does not pertain. This is not the status quo for every other female. And this is not the status quo for any other human being walking on this planet. This is pertaining to me. And this is what I'm, this is the disclaimer for my show. My show is a podcast where I, sometimes I will use statistics and facts to back up certain things. But for the most part, the majority of the content from the Single Chronicles or Single Chronicles podcast is based off of my experiences my experiences and and looking at and sometimes i will watch an old episode or listen to something i'm like oh yeah i did come off kind of judgy that wasn't my intent but i did so then i'm like okay this is how i can grow i gotta deal and i gotta dig gotta look and reflect so anyway going on i had to oh stomach's growing i need to eat dinner mama's hungry That being said, once I started dealing and healing, but I had to dig for the truth. And of course, I had to go back to childhood traumas and all this other stuff. But once I started looking, I was like, oh, yeah, I did project a little bit while I was still dealing. But I was vocalizing my pain. You know, the same shit I was telling y'all, I was telling a therapist, the same shit I was telling a therapist, I was telling my closest friends, and then I was putting it on a podcast, so I was vocalizing to some people, to some extent, what the fuck I was dealing with, you know, because sometimes that insight that you need can come from all kinds of facets, it might come from some random YouTube video, it might come from, so I've gotten insights from my child, my daughter, well, she's not a child now, she's not, she's grown, but I've gotten insights from her because at the end of the day, I value her opinion. You know, she's not stupid. She's not slow. She may have not experienced the world full throttle, but she knows a lot of things. She's very perceptive. So a lot of times I go to her 
as my counsel. She's like the hand to the queen type shit. <laughs> so I go to her for counsel. I go to my friends. I go to, you know, I, I, I go sometimes to videos, like I said, therapists that I know, yada, yada, yada. But again, I dig and I deal and I, I, I you know, reflect. Going on, once I started dealing or digging and looking within as to why my relationships were failing and why I was dealing with similar types of people, even to this recently as this year, it made sense. And I came to this revelation literally the uh, this week as I was planning this podcast and this episode. Now, that's why my notes is all over the place. I was like, wow, you have to look within. Ask yourself this, when you look at endeavors or relationships or dates or whatever, you ever notice that they tend to end around the same time, like the last couple of relationships or even marriages or whatever the case might have been, they might have lasted three years, four years. They always seem to end around the same time. That's because everything comes full circle because we're not dealing within. We're not looking inward. We're not looking for what the problem truly is. And this is why I say you got to be careful who you pick because we look for ourselves and other people and we look for other people to fix what's in within ourselves and it may not make a lot of sense and you're like what doesn't make no sense because we're looking for other people to solve our problems instead of looking in that's what we're doing we're looking for mr or mrs right to come in swoop us off his feet our feet and take us away from this lonely pain because we don't want to deal with the shit anymore but i found out in my solitude that I'm to the point I love it because of the peace that's there. But I learned that in my solitude, I had to get to know myself. I had to get used to myself. And that doesn't have a specific amount of time. Some people got to do that inner work longer than others. And that that just is what it is. But when I learned to look within, and it wasn't because, oh, I'm tired of being single. I don't want to be single. Or it had nothing to do with that. Because at the end of the day, I'm like, if it happens, it happens. I'm really not fucking looking for nobody. Because people are like, well, why do you want to be single? Like, I have this negative Nancy-ass friend that I had to tell off the day. I didn't even want to tell her. I just said, I'm not talking to you right now. I can't deal with you right now. Because everything they perceive is negative. Like, they'll go on these dates and be on a dating app. And they'll be like, oh, well, this person had this. Oh, she got kids. Why are you constantly dwelling on it? That's the first thing you gravitate towards. And then you have the audacity to say, that's all I deal with. I, I, all I say is negative stuff. No, I don't. I really don't. A lot of times I'm a glass kind of fool type of person because I look for the brighter side. Like I'm like, you know, I, I look at, wow, I feel so much better because I stopped doing X, Y, and Z or I started doing X, Y, and Z. That's the difference. When you tell people, when I tell people, oh, I started doing the the plant-based eating. So I noticed that these changes happen as opposed to saying, I just stopped eating. I always, I haven't had red meat God knows when. Stopping pork, stopping all these other things. That wasn't, that, that stuff was easy peasy. I'm talking about putting newer things better things in my body that's what i try to deal with so when i tell people oh oh you got knee pain or oh, white willow will do you good boswellia bromelain those things do you great they're like who yeah exactly i started looking up better shit to put in my body so when i noticed like i said we're chemical organic beings when i started putting better things and this is why this is the slogan to my company love yourself put the good stuff in when i started putting better shit in my body naturally i started feeling better and that was only the first step 
The second step was to gravitate away towards negative things as well. Now, yeah, every now and again, I watch movies and I watch, uh, you know, horror shit. But for the most part, when it comes to real world issues, politics, you know, negative ass people, I tend to gravitate away from that. Like I try to be up to date and to know, like, I remember I was doing this thing called fucktivity in the news and social media. And I had to stop because sometimes the shit that was trending was cool. Like, you know, the lady that glued her head, whatever, and certain things it was like, all right, it is what it is kind of funny if you think about it. But then there's other stuff that I see, like I follow this page called No Gun Zone, and they follow a lot of the shit that's happening in in the city. Sometimes I got to keep scrolling because I'm like, I'm tired of seeing this shit. I'm tired of seeing motherfuckers hurt each other. I'm tired of hearing about people gossip and talk bad about each other. So it's like when I stopped eating, um, when I started doing better with foods and stuff, and I I steered away and detoxed sugar a little bit. I still do sweet shit. When I kind of got away from the sugar and I saw what it was doing to my body on an organic and chemical level, and I decreased it, greatly decreased the amount that I was putting in my body, I noticed that when I would accidentally have those sweet and sugary things, it made me sick. It made me feel not good in some instance. So And don't get me wrong, and I'll talk about this one day about, you know, the relationship to food. Like, I try to tell people as, you know, as I'm studying the nutritional thing, I try to tell people, I try not to tell people that, oh, don't eat that, that's not good for you. Instead, I say, okay, what this is doing to your body on this level, you can have this as an alternative. Nobody said that you can't have mac and cheese, but maybe you need to swap out the dairy, the cow dairy and go to an alternative cheese or an alternative milk. Not to say you not you can't have it. Like people don't want to hear what they can't have. They want to hear what they can. So that's why I try to go away from a negative connotation of thinking. Instead of saying, I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I did that. Or I'm sorry I'm late. Thank you for waiting. You know, um, I'm sorry I can't make this appointment. I have to reschedule, period. Like, just whatever. Just try to have a positive outlook on the way we kind of perceive. Once you, and this this is a hard exercise. I'm still working on the can't ideology or word, but it is what it is. Going back to this thing here. Like I said, everything that comes full circle, look inward. A lot of times we look at our past experiences, our parents, our friends, the things we do, the things we don't do. We look at these things and we're like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I'm trying not to be like my parents, but I'm more like them than I ever known because I'm doing things that they did, even though I'm not trying. It's just like, just without even thinking about it. And I had to I had to dig deep as to why I was doing those things. Once I did, man, I opened up a whole can of healing and stuff and it was just awesome. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. But again, that change started on a chemical organic level. Put better stuff in, started meditating, finding silence, gravitating away from toxicity. Boom. Started feeling better, y'all. So I say that to say this, and there's a way to deal with this. And I know this whole topic was relationships, you know, how to make them not fail. And that's basically because at the end of the day, we, when we look at the change 
the reflection. We got to reflect, not, you know, deflect or whatever. But when we look at the change um, that we want to see, you're feeling like I had, I knew this guy, we were talking briefly and I noticed all the time, just never positive. And he's like, yeah, I feel anxiety and I feel depressed and I hate my life and I hate my body and I hate this and I hate that. And it was always a lot of self deprecating thoughts. And honestly, because I care, I wanted to help. And the empathic in me is like, I feel that emotion. I feel it. And it was starting to consume me because I kept pushing more of my light and positivity and stuff towards that person. But at the end of the day, I couldn't stop them from their toxic way of thinking. I couldn't let them see what I saw in them, let them see the potentiality that they're actually like, yo, you're a talented, great person. Why can't you see that? But because they chose to not look in per se, they looked at the result of everything that is, is like, okay. And they fell into this cycle, this, this toxic cycle of get up, go to work, go to sleep. That's it. Get up, go to work, go to sleep. Uh, and sometimes you throw in a mix, go hang out with some friends or do something fun every now and again. But for the most part, it's get up, go to work, go to sleep. Like, are you doing anything that makes you feel great, that, that, that makes you feel happy? And I'm not talking about going out with friends every now and again, but I'm saying is there, what is there fulfilling that you're doing, that you like, that you love, that you get a chance to do? It doesn't have to be every day. doesn't even have to be weekly. Shit, it could be like twice a year. But you do that and it gives you joy. It gives you purpose. So if there's something that you're doing, if there's something that you and you, you, you feel great about, do that. Focus on that. But instead of trying to focus on someone to fill that void, someone else, and I probably said this a gazillion fucking times, instead of looking for someone to fill a void that you got going on in here, look within. Why do I feel this way? Why do I keep running into these toxic people? Why do I keep running into people that want to use me and, and, and abuse me and, 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 and just get some sex and go? Why do I keep running into these specific types of people? Look inward. Once you start looking inward, once you start reflecting and digging deep as to what is going on in your life, you'll start seeing some changes. You'll start actually wanting to gravitate away from those types of people instead of unknowingly, unwittingly, and just, just doing it. Just, you, you know, we don't know why, but I can't really explain it, but I noticed it and it clicked. And I was like, wow. So I really started having a routine. I said, you know, when I get up, I'm going to listen to my happy music. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to pray. You know, I'm going to put, I'm going I'm to I'm fast. First thing, and this is my morning routine every fucking day. Positive music, meditate or pray. Um, you know, ask, thank the most high for waking me up. Have a moment of silence. Listen to my happy, cheerful music or sometimes my affirmations. Fast. Then once I'm done with all those things, get my ass to work and start working. Rather than working from home or working, you know, in the office, start my day. Now I'm working on getting back and putting my itinerary to this. So I'm just not all over the place. But when I realized that morning schedule, as well as my evening schedule, which is shut down, wind down, you know, um, sometimes read something, reflect, maybe do a little editing, whatever the case might be, but just bring it down. 
And once I do that, I'm like, wow, my days feel a lot more fulfilling. I feel a lot more energized, regardless of how much caffeine I had that day. And it started to really help looking within. Like I said, we all have some kind of talent, some type of light. I've said this before. It is a... I don't know if you guys ever seen Nightmare on Elm Street 3, but when Nancy was telling the kids, she was like, you all have this, this dream of greatness and awesome. She's just giving them, she's giving them the, the, the pep talk. This is the, this is before they had to fight Freddy, but this is, this, no, this was way before, this was in the middle of the movie. This was like the climax because. I got to watch that movie. Anyway, there was the scene before they, you know, they was in the dream and she was telling them about how great they can have this thing. And, and then they all turning around. What's the name? was like, I'm an acrobat, the girl that can pull people in her dreams. She got two, technically. That, that's not fair. Um, Kincaid, that was the token black guy. He was super strong. Um, the one girl, Taryn, I think her name was, she was super badass. She had her knives. The other guy was the wizard. He, he could walk in. And, you know, everybody had this dream of who and what they were in their dreams. The thing about it is they don't have to be just in your dreams. Your brain, um, when you're dreams, when you're dreaming, you're sleeping, a lot of times people don't realize your dreams are, are basically a manifestation in here of what's what you're dealing with. That's your brain trying to deal with some shit that you're not dealing with when you're awake. This is why I thought me writing down my dreams was a way to get new stories and shit. But I learned, and this is probably what sucks because I can't come to the conclusion of a heart. I can't come up with any good horror stories. But I learned that um, when I was dealing with my, my worst nightmare, my worst fear, you know, my brain was trying to help me deal with that. Again, what the virus within that dealt with me not dealing with my sexuality and my gender identity issues that I had at the time and everything else. So in dealing and writing that story, and I didn't even look, I didn't think about it until I went back and read it. Damn near 20 years later, I look, I was like, oh shit. Like I knew that I liked girls back then, but I didn't know that I hadn't really dealt with it. At that time when I wrote the story, I hadn't come out to anybody really. So a lot of those, I came out to a few people, but not everybody. But the thing about it is like those things were being internalized and I, instead of projecting them, I put them on a page. I dreamt about it. This was me dealing and digging. And I didn't even know that I I could do that back then. But as I got older and I learned how to do it intentionally and, and really work on myself, I was like, oh, shit. Look at that. Look at that, y'all. So I'm going to close this out before I go into the writer's reflections with this particular note right here. In order for your relationships, and I know I really didn't talk about relationships per se, like I said I was, so I'm not even going to title it that. In order for your relationships, your dating antics, all those things to get better, you know, getting past the first date. And if you do get past the first date and you do get in a situation with somebody, how to have it last longer than a year or some change. When we get to that point and we realize that something is not right, we're stuck in the fucking matrix where, you know, we're on this hamster wheel per se. And we're ready to get the fuck out of it, to get unplugged, to get off the wheel, the cycle, and stop the fucking cycle. 
that's when you start making the change. It's realizing that you have to do something. It's just like when you want to lose, I don't want to say lose weight. I want to say when you want to get healthy. You want to stop feeling arthritis and pain and feeling yucky and shitty. It's that right there that pegs you to make the change. That's the first thing that you do. You got to acknowledge that you want to change. That's number one. Number two, you got to acknowledge that you have to look inward and what you got going on. Then you got to make the change chemically. A lot of times people don't realize that the problems that they have on the inside, the the bullshit that they're dealing with on the inside is the result of not dealing with some shit, you know, period. So it's like, okay, if, 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 I'm, if I got, like me, I used to have problems with arthritis, asthma, and allergies. I'm going to just look at them. And when I, I noticed when I started taking better shit in my body and slowly stopped doing the, putting the fuck shit in my body, those things started to go away. And I was like, and this is something that I was told from a very young age will never go the fuck away. So tell me how. How, Sway? You told me that I couldn't cure asthma and allergies and that. Matter of fact, I ain't going to talk about that shit because they tell you, oh, you can, some people grow out of it. Arthritis. These motherfuckers told me three years ago, oh, I'm sorry, in 2020, they told me two years ago, you cannot, arthritis can't be cured. And that's possibly true, but I know that the last x-ray that I looked at versus the one that I took two years ago don't look the fucking same, and my knees don't feel the fucking same. So please tell me what the fuck is healing and going away, because if that's not healing and going away, I don't know what the fuck is. And I ain't got to be a doctor, but I know I'm not fucking blind, and I know that those two x-rays of those two knees were from the same person. And I had, I was like, are you sure that's my x-ray? Cause that don't look like that x-ray, which is that the new one? So I had to learn that change because I'm a, I'm a organically chemical based matter, mass of, of cells and everything else. That's where the change had to start. Then I had to make other changes. So in terms of dating and relationships and and my and my business endeavors i had to realize rose not only do you have to focus but you have to invest you have to make these things i always was afraid to make these investments because i'm like oh what if i fail and i'm going to lose everything i'm in my 40s i don't i don't i can't start my savings over i can't start this over yes the fuck you can stop being scared. That's what I had to tell myself. Make these changes. Change on a basic level. Doesn't have to be big. Now, we know the Queen of England just died, but she has a quote that I always fucking love. You know what I mean? Changes, you know, they don't have to be big. It can be baby steps. That's not what she said. I'm paraphrasing it because, you know, some people feel some type of way about her dying. But the point is, is that I made these changes and I felt so much better in the end. I felt like, I can't say untouchable, but I felt like a whole new person. And then I realized that made me want to gravitate away from other people. You know, it's, it's crazy. And I, I feel in this way, I just had to share it with y'all. And I know I felt like I was kind of babbling today, but I had to let y'all know. And I'm going to take, I'm going to find a quote. Matter of fact, the quote is here. It's, on, it's in my Gmail when you email me. 
it's worth remembering that it is often the small steps, not the giant leaps, that bring about the most lasting change. It's the basic small, tiny changes. We want everything to happen fast. It's just like microwaving food versus cooking it in the fucking oven. We want the food right now. We don't want to wait. We don't want it to simmer. We don't some things are just worth the wait. So that's where I'm going to end off with. Um, you got to make that change. Michael Jackson told y'all to do it. Look at the man in the mirror, but look deeper than that. Don't just look at the reflection. Look inward. I had to look inward at all those things that were bothering me, all those things that I was doing, all those problems that I had. I was choosing me and other people. I didn't love myself. So why the fuck would I choose somebody to love me? You know, that's basically it. I was choosing toxic people because I I was toxic. So now that I'm not toxic, I'm trying to gravitate away from them things. Am I fucking perfect? No. And I would say on a scale of one to 10, I'm probably a good 4.5. Like I got a long fucking way to go. I don't even give myself crap. Maybe six. I'll give myself a six. I got, there's still some shit I still got to work on. But I continue to work on that. I continue to keep going. That's what you got to do. And that's all I want you guys to do. Again, small steps, not giant leaps. They make the biggest lasting change. I can go and get fucking surgery and suck all the fucking fat out of me or or i can make steadily changes that actually mean something that actually start making me feel better and next thing you know i'm like ooh, okay all right let's get to this writer's reflection real quick even though i gave y'all some reflection in 14 minutes i'm gonna give you some more Okay, guys, we didn't have a spotlight promo business of the week. But it dawned on me that this past Labor Day, I didn't have a Labor Day sale. So guess what your girl is doing? I'm having a flash sale. So if you put in promo code FLASH25 on my merch store, you can get 25% off of whatever you buy. Anything, t-shirts, mugs. I even got shot glasses now. I mean, I don't think that's the owner policy. Anyway, the point is, is that I got them. Look, look at this. Yes, I'm still single. And if you're listening to this and it's Monday, and this sale is going to go on all week just because I'm feeling kind of nice. Next week, I am going to be unleashing a new design in my merch store. Yeah, it's coming out. I I'm actually want to say September 19th. So save the date, September 19th. We got a new, I'm, I'm adding a new fancy dancy graphic tee in line of merch. It's coming. So mark your calendars, save that promo code because it's still going to be good and shop my merch store. All right, guys, that's all I wanted to say. Flash 25 Insomniac merch get you some of that or even get you some twerk merch don't even matter get you some ish and shop with your girl all right y'all on to the writer's reflections actually no it's accountability corner this week
Okay, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Single Chronicles. Today, we talked about looking inward. And I want to come back. I, I, I talk about accountability and I have the accountability corner, a.k.a. writer's reflections and all that other stuff. But I never really stopped. I never really stopped that, stopped and looked deeper than just oh being accountable being accountable what does that even mean you know sometimes it's it sounds judgy to tell somebody that they're the problem they got to fix themselves it's it comes off as presumptuous to say but when you've done the work when you you're doing the work that's the only way I can say it I can't like when people say well how did you do it I did the work it is like it does sound some type of way but again that's where we look in you know there's this thing about the I think it's called the eight branches of yoga and the first one is restraint or the limbs of no I think it's called the eight limbs of yoga first one is restraint that means you set moral vows and moral disciplines. You know, you refrain from certain things. Let me stop staying up late so that I can get up early to be productive. Let me stop drinking so that my mind is not blurry because, or I'm not hungover. Um, let me stop smoking. And these are simple tasks. This is real simple. Um, so that I can have... Uh, uh, you know, be more winded when I work out or run or whatever. Um, let me stop eating junk food so that I can lose weight. Those things, restrain. The next thing is, and these are not in any specific order, honestly. These are not the order that I did things, but next one it says here is positive duties or observances niyama the other one was yama but this one is positive duties or observances and what this means to me is that okay now i'm going to do the good things for myself i restrain from bad things i'm gonna do good things for myself to make me feel you know grounded to 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 you know like i'm gonna focus on yoga i'm gonna focus on the breathing i'm gonna focus on everything but these things make me feel better the next thing is posture. How am I walking? How am I sitting? <sighs> then, then it brings you to the breathing techniques. Sense withdrawal. The next, focus concentration. Meditative absorption. Bliss and enlightenment. That's the last one. Bliss and enlightenment. When we talk about enlightenment, there's one way that I remember a long time ago how to reach enlightenment enlightenment is the end of suffering basically how do we do that the end of suffering it's one or two is one way to do that you have to suffer to end suffering well that doesn't make any sense think about this it's two types of suffering the suffering that leads to more suffering and the suffering that leads to the end of suffering if you don't do the one that leads to the end of suffering, you're going to continue to suffer, which leads to more suffering. And that's actual saying and, you know, Buddhist quote or whatever. But what that meant, and I learned that a long time ago and it never really 
It made sense, but it didn't resonate until recently because I learned that I had to look inward and I had to stop doing certain things and stop not just choosing people, but stop doing things on the inside. Stop trying to fix people. Stop trying to change people. Stop trying to find the, the this thing that doesn't exist in another person that will complete me. There's nothing out there. There's no one other person out there that can complete me to a point to make me feel whole. I have, I myself have to feel whole. I can't just put that responsibility on someone else. And until I actually learned that, until I figured that out, that's the reason why none of my relationships succeeded in the first place, because I was looking for Okay, someone, first it was someone to help me financially. Then it was someone to help me, you know, not feel by myself. Then it was someone to fulfill me sexually. Then it was, but then when I took away all those things, I was like, oh, shoot. Hmm, I can actually do some of these things on my own. And now, feeling whole, I can bring, at some point, I can bring someone in and we can be whole together. Instead of being two halves, two incomplete halves, we can be two whole awesome ass beings together and that's to me sounds like bliss because I'm old I don't feel like trying to deal with somebody who ain't healed themselves or at least trying to so that's my thing for you guys today that's my accountability corner that's what I want to talk about next week we're going to have a more detailed in-depth discussion but before I let you go ask yourself why why am I feeling the way I'm feeling Why am I always with the same person? I thought that if I gravitate towards someone that looked different and acted different, oh, he's not hood. He ain't even black. He's not this. He's not that. He'll treat me different. Turn around and treat me just just, just like the rest of them. Fetishized, sexualized, and, 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 and really didn't see me for who I was and didn't really want me on that level. So... I couldn't be surprised that they didn't act any different because I didn't seek out different. So, and I had to look in, you know, look, had to look inward until you fix what's on the inside, just like a car. You know, if your car is not starting or your car keeps starts and then it cuts off, you got to look underneath the hood, sometimes underneath the whole car itself and figure out, okay, what part do I need to fix and or replace to get this car not only started, but to keep going. So, until next time, guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Sing Chronicles. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Appreciate you. Um, I'm going to leave it off with what I, what I always say, and that is, be awesome, be you, but above all else, love yourself. All right, guys, take care. I am sad and so dumb.